inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. Live in life like it matters. And I am on the road. I am in the, right outside the city of Parker, Arizona. You know, over the weekend, I had a chance to be a part of an event called Elevate. And it's by Craig Shelley, a great uh, organization out of Beverly Hills, California. Craig and Shelley Shaw, they put on this event and it was really focused. It was a charity event. It was about raising money. So uh, I'm uh, in a good friend's house, Mike Taylor. He was uh, blessed me enough to allow me to stay here for a couple days before I head back toward Las Vegas. We have class on Thursday night. Uh, we're going to take 12 people uh, through the ups and downs of life in 48 hours. Uh, we will bring them uh, from wherever they're at now to a level that most people will tell you is impossible. So, uh, I don't know, sound quality hopes great. I'm in a big room, and so I uh, apologize if the quality is not as great as it should be. But hey, it's not about the, the, the sound, it's about the content. And today you are so blessed because I met a lot of incredible people over the weekend. Uh, people that uh, I'm not worthy to uh, to shine their shoes. I'm not worthy to uh, loose the, the laces on their shoes, if you will. Uh, but uh, I believe that we elevate ourselves. You know, the old saying is, the rising, a rising tide raises all boats. And uh, yeah, I was really inspired this weekend. And uh, I'm bringing those people on this radio show this week. And today, uh, you're going to meet an incredible woman. And uh, she has a foundation. And her goal is to uh, to bring some light to the darkness called human trafficking, sex trafficking, but not just the sex trafficking, uh, organ uh, stealing. And uh, it's, it's fascinating what she's going to share with you. Breaks my heart. Um, the organ harvesting industry, uh, she said, or the uh, is a hundred and fifty billion dollar a year industry. And today, she's going to share some of that information. She's going to share her story. She's going to share the problem. She's going to share the hope and the help. Uh, and uh, you need to be here. And not only that, she has an event in uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, starting Thursday night. It's Thursday night. Uh, she needs some money. They're going to build an incredible center uh, where these people who have been kidnapped, who've been uh, basically taken out of life and body parts removed and abused and so many other things. Uh, and she's going to create a center where they can be, their lives can be put back together, where they can deal with the trauma and the drama. Uh, and so please, it's a deep show. It's a real show. We need your help. There are many people out there living in darkness that they didn't choose. And we get to make an impact. Uh, and, you know, the weird thing is, no matter what the world throws at us, we can take it all and do something with it. It's not right. It's not fair. It's not just. But we can't change the past. But we can bring light to a dark, dark world, which reminds me of a story. And now, story time with Mr. Black. This woman was in a 
a china shop and she was admiring the beautiful china all across the shop and her eyes locked onto this teacup it was the most beautiful piece of china she'd ever seen it was the most beautiful teacup and she just gazed at it and just like a a disney-esque movie that teacup came to life and the woman said wow you you are, are are the most beautiful teacup i've ever seen and the teacup responded you know i wasn't always this way it said, my first recollection was I was just a big old, uh, a big old lump of clay on a shelf in the potter's house. And I remember these two big hands came at me and they took me off the shelf and put me on the potter's table. And I'd never been on the potter's table. And he started to pull on me and shape me and I didn't like it. I said, stop. And he said, not yet as he kept forming and shaping me. And after a while, he stopped. And it felt good to be left alone. A little while later, he came at me with something in his hands. And he threw me into fire. And I'm like, what did I do? What's wrong? Why don't you like me? Get me out of here. I don't like it. It's hot. And he waited and said, not yet. But after a while... He took me out of fire and he put me back on the potter's table. And then he came at me again with something in his hands. It was a a brush and he started putting this stuff on me and stroke after stroke. And I didn't like it, it was sticky, it was gooey, it felt uncomfortable. And I said, stop, please. And he said, not yet, I'm not finished yet. As he kept painting me with stroke after stroke after stroke. And after a while, he stopped. And it felt good to be left alone. And then he threw me into another fire. And it wasn't just a fire. This one was twice as hot. It was so unfair. What did I do wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. Why doesn't he like me? And I kept screaming, let me out. Let me out. And he kept responding, not yet, not yet. I'm not finished with you yet. And after a while, he took me out of the fire and he put me back on the potter's table. And none of that made sense. What did I do that caused him to treat me this way? Why, why the uncomfortableness? Why the fire? As I'm pondering all these things, He came at me again with those two large hands and he picked me up and he put me back on the shelf where I came from. And I just kept thinking, what was all that about? Why did I have to go through all that? It made no sense at all. And again, as I'm pondering the reason why I went through what I went through, he came at me with something in his hands. And this time, it was a mirror. He wanted me to see my reflection. He wanted me to see how beautiful I had become. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, this life is hard sometimes. It is a dark world. 
And good things happen to bad people. And uh, man, I can't even imagine the pain that Orly's gonna share that some people have been through. But we do all have pain. Different levels, different degrees. And at some point, to keep our sanity, we've gotta reframe it. We gotta figure out how can we take what has happened to us and choose to make us better versus bitter. And one of those ways is to help other people that have been in the pain that we've been in. At one point in our lives, I know I had a lot of pain in my past and it drove me for decades. And when I made the decision that I was gonna take my pain, take that unfairness, take that stuff that happened that should have never happened to me and use it for other people's good, then all of a sudden that reframe took me out of bitter and it started helping me become better and helping other people become better. You know, we can complain about the darkness, we can trash people on Facebook, or we can be part of the solution. And our next guest has a foundation called You Are My Light Foundation. And ladies and gentlemen, we need people like you, people like Orly, who are gonna shine the light on the darkness. Because if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Because planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. So stay tuned, because after the break, we're going to have a powerful leader, Orly Amore, join us. I am Black. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today you are so blessed. You know, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer um, knows pain, or he knew pain, I should say. And one of his quotes, I love to share it, says that there is nothing that can replace the absence of someone dear to us. And no one should not even attempt to do so. One must simply hold out and endure it. At first, that sounds very hard, but at the same time, it's also a great comfort. For to the extent the emptiness truly remains unfulfilled, one remains connected to the other person through it. It is wrong to say that God fills the emptiness. God in no way fills it, but much more leaves it precisely unfilled and thus helps us preserve, even in pain, the authentic relationship. Furthermore, the more beautiful and full the remembrances, the more difficult the separation. But gratitude transforms the torment of memory into silent joy. 
one bears what was lovely in the past, not as a thorn, but as a precious gift deep within, a hidden treasure of which one can always be certain. And that was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And, you know, over the weekend, I got a chance to be out in San Diego, a very high-end hotel with very high-class people, and I was moved. I was touched by so many of the people I came in contact with. And this week, I want to share those people with you because they are a gift. They are a blessing. And uh, this first person that we're going to have join us today is a powerful, powerful leader. I almost said powerful woman, but it doesn't matter if she's a man or a woman. She is powerful. And for those that know Mr. Black, I know power. And this is the epitome of power, this woman. And today we have her on for a special purpose. Uh, She is making a difference. She is shining light uh, into an area of great darkness. And she has a foundation called You Are My Light Foundation. Uh, She'll be having an event in Dallas this Thursday, September 30th. Uh, And I'm going to ask you, donate. Uh, help her out. Uh, if you're in the Dallas area, get out there to the event. If not, they need your money because she's doing great things and she is bringing the light. So let's welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Miss Orly Amore. Orly, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're you're welcome. And we got a lot to cover. And so uh, I want to get right to it. You know, I have a couple notes here and I want to make sure that we stay focused. But uh, I'd love to know a little bit about, you know, we talk about history all the time. And if you break down, I love words, Orly. I'm an etymologist by trade. And so history is his story. But I want to know her story, her story. So give me a little bit about your story, a couple of minutes, if you will. Sure. Thank you so much again. Um, so, I mean, my personal story, uh, I'll share with you in a second. It's about 18 seconds long. But, um, you know, as what I do, I've, I've built businesses and has been, I've been very successful and always looking back to uh, paying it forward. So my businesses are all built on the pay it forward mantra. We give uh, away about 10% of our proceeds every year to three or four charities. But um, about uh, in 2015, I was introduced to uh, one of the pandemics in the world, which is human trafficking, and it literally broke my heart and also enlightened me to know that this thing exists and at what level and at what capacity, at the magnitude of it. In 2020, uh, a friend of mine um, also talked to me about what's really going on with human trafficking. And um, that that is why I created my foundation. So my personal story is that I was a beaten up child. I was molested four times before the age of 14. I was raped three times before the age of 22, twice gang raped, nine months apart, left for dead. I should not really be alive today because it was in minus 15 degrees Celsius, if you can imagine. I should have died either from starvation, dehydration, or hyperthermia. And I was also married to a very abusive husband, both mentally and physically. And as a result of that, I, uh, I, I basically had four abortions and gained a morbid amount of weight. I was 428 pounds at my heaviest. So even through all that, I, I got myself through school. I have an MBA and a law degree. So accolades are all great and fantastic, but what do we do with our life is much more important. And who do we give back to? Who do we serve is, for me, the, the primary thing, right? So yeah. money comes and goes, but relationships will stay a lifetime. 
Amen. And and just to let you know, and I'll say it again, I met Orly. I was around her, and, and people, uh, and I, I do this lightly, but people almost bow at the feet of her. She is a powerful woman. Orly, you are a beautiful leader. You're a beautiful woman. You've got so much light in you, and I think it's so great that your foundation is called You Are My Light Foundation because there's a lot of people that are helpless and hopeless out there. And I want to focus in on, on the problem because you brought it up. We've all heard about human trafficking, you know, sex trafficking and all that. I did not know about the organ harvesting. So there's a lot more going on when people get kidnapped and taken away. They're not just raped and abused and sold off as sex slaves. They're also having their organs harvested. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of organ and I and I would like to address one of the things that you said that my my uh, my foundation is called You Are My Light Foundation. And that's because mm. Orly means you are my light in Hebrew or means light. Oh. And Lee means for me or mine. Uh, I can't take credit for coming up with the name for the foundation. Somebody <laughs> else did in my executive directors, uh, you know, in a meeting, he put it in the chat for, for, I don't know what reason, but he said, you know, Orly means you are my light in Hebrew. And I said, yeah, Thomas, what does that mean? Like, why are you saying that right now? Because we're not even talking about the name for the foundation. We, we were talking finance, or I don't know what we were talking about. And I said, so what do you mean? And he's like, well, why don't we call it You Are My Light Foundation? And like the next thing you know, everybody's motioning to call it You Are My Light Foundation. <laughs> so that's how that so cool. became that. Yeah, it uh, is cool. And so to answer your question, you know, human trafficking has been around for a very, very, very long time decades in fact and uh but organ harvesting is not so old either. i mean not so new it's also old but now it's becoming a true business it's 150 billion dollars a year business wow wow and Stop. and they're taking children from the age of 10 to 14 so if we save them when we save them they're about 18 to 20 if they're still alive and um, and my foundation is building healing centers for rescued victims of human trafficking, uh, but also sex and labor slavery, to give them their God-given right to life, freedom, education, and autonomy, so that they cannot be re-exploited. My goal is actually to make them entrepreneurs so they can fend for themselves and never get re-exploited, because there's what is called modern slavery, too. You know, they're paying, they're, they work for someone, and that person does not pay them. That's slavery. Or keeps them yep. under under a very, very tight leash, if you will. So they never go anywhere. And so wow. this is a huge problem in our society. And it could be just the next door to you, and you wouldn't yep. know it. Wow, that's stunning. And you shared a video. And I got to be honest with you, I had a hard time watching the video. Uh, I'm very kinesthetic, Orly. uh, And the reason I'm good at what I do, because I walk in people's pain. And so I actually step in their pain. uh, And, you know, that's called empathy to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. But, man, when I watched that video, I start crying. I hurt. I hurt just watching the video. I get emotional when I'm not talking about it because it's real. And I think too many people, they self-medicate. They don't want to look at it. They want to 
to pretend it'll go away. You know, the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Uh, right. You know, right. you got a beautiful Hebrew name, you said. And my, my son, my youngest son is six and a half years old. His name is Benaiah. Uh, so a good Hebrew oh. name. It's one of yes. King David's great warriors. And so there's so much about uh, your connection with you. And, you know, I, I go to this event and I'm used to being the big fish in the small pond. And then I see Orly. And Orly's the big fish in the big pond over there. And I don't mean anything about size. I'm talking about your presence. You are an yes. incredible woman. And these people, and they're not children. See, this is the thing. We keep saying children, children. These aren't children we're necessarily talking about. We're talking about adults, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, if you think about it, they were abducted when they were children. 10 to 14 mm-hmm. years old is really the prime the prime age of where they get abducted or 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 uh, or trafficked you know i mean this is there that's the there's a lot more to this and it's real evil but you know i don't want to get into it because people think i'm crazy but there's real evil out there of what they do to these yep. children but then they keep them for years and we're saving them they're 18 20 years old they have no identification for themselves they have no clue who they are that's number one they have a a condition called DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder, which everybody knows commonly as Multiple Personality Disorder. And the and, and, and get this, very large amount, like 90% or 80-some percent, go back to their perpetrators because they can't see a way out. They don't get wow. the safety or the education or anything. And then there's a huge number out of that that commits suicide. Because wow. what happens is that they're being misdiagnosed. So what happens when they rescue them? They have nowhere to take them. And so they put them in normal shelters or, you know, women, battered women's shelters. But it's not the same problem. We're not solving the same problem here for these people. So they're being yeah. misdiagnosed, misassessed, and then misdrugged. And either the drug kills them or it makes them go crazy. So they go to, they go and, and commit suicide. So that's a, a huge problem. Yeah, and we're going to get, get ready to go to a hard break, and I want to pick up on this when we come back on the back side of the break. You got there. it. Um, and it, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening. I got listeners all over the world. I know some of you cannot be in Dallas, but you can send money. Man, I, I, I know a lot of people doing a lot of good things, uh, and Orly really stirred me up. Uh, uh, she's got a, a focus. She's got a purpose. She's got a reason, and the impact that she makes is phenomenal. And we're going to talk about how you can donate, how you can help out. Your money will make a huge difference here. So we'll be back after the break. I am Mr. Black and today we're talking to Orly Amore. So we'll be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters, where we're living life like it matters. And one thing I learned a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen, when it's darkest, light shines the brightest. And it was John MacArthur that said, you can exercise and sustain personal leadership only to the extent of your capacity to bear pain. If you can't bear your own pain, then you can't really lead. If you can respond to and bear only the pain of your family, then your family represents the full scope of your leadership potential. If, however, by God's grace, you can recognize and bear the pain of those around you, then the breadth of your leadership potential is limited only by the scope of your burden and capacity. And, you know, I deal with a lot of people from all over the world, uh, and uh, very few people impress me. Uh, and the woman that's joining us today uh, absolutely impressed me. And that's why I wanted to have her here on the radio show with us today. And so let's welcome back Orly Amore. Thank you again, Orly, for joining us. No, thank you so much for having me. Totally. Hey, real quick, as we go into detail more, but real quick, I want to plug in case people check in and check out. What is the foundation? Tell us real quick about the event on Thursday and how they can donate mm-hmm. if they can't get to the event. Absolutely. So uh, you are my light foundation dot org is very simple, all spelled out. You are my light, L-I-G-H-T, dot, uh, foundation dot org. Uh, the event is called Live Life Free uh, Gala and Fundraiser. It's on the website. They can go donate directly from the website or buy a ticket if they're in the Dallas area We'd love to have you. There's still room. Um, there's always room. Anyways, we'll make room. If there isn't, we'll make room. You know what I mean? It's such <laughs> an amazing cause, right? Um, Amen. Um, and, uh, well, hey. and, and so that's, oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And I want you to know, it's so strange because Orly was telling me about this event. She goes, oh, my gosh, you're in Dallas. Well, you should be there. Well, I'm actually in, went from San Diego to Parker, Arizona, just to stay close, because on tomorrow I drive to Las Vegas. I start a leadership awakening class September 30th. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And you know, the irony is uh, not only am I from Dallas and won't be in Dallas, but it's also my and my wife's uh, nine year wedding anniversary. And so, Orly, I don't know what you think about me, but think about this, Orly. My wife, for her nine year anniversary, I'm making her work her butt off for two and a half days, get no sleep. Uh, You know, she's got to love me. And you saw me. I'm nothing great to look at. So she's she's got to really love me to put her through that. Oh, that is so bad. No, you are an amazing uh, person, and oh, well, you're doing such good work. work in the world. It's very important. Well, thank you. So uh, I want to know a little. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I want to focus on the hope and the help. And, you know, one thing that's so powerful, you have street cred. Uh, and you, I don't need to tell you, you train speakers and do all that stuff. Uh, but you have street cred. You have walked in the pain. You have walked in the abuse. Uh, you have walked. And yet you and I both have pain very different, but, uh, you know, similar to ourselves. But you're dealing with people who have pain that some people could never even imagine, could never even understand. Um, do you have a, a, a just a personal story of, with someone you've connected with and just a story that you can share with our listeners just so they know the type of people you're dealing with? Yes, absolutely. So uh, one of my uh, friends, client, colleague, whatever, uh, she 
she uh, I'm not I can't tell her name so it's very important yeah. that I keep an anonymity but uh, an anonymity sorry that's what I was looking <laughs> that's for. okay don't worry uh, but um, she was trafficked for 10 years and then she was rescued and and she was rescued as an adult and she has to go through therapy and she had to fight so the system just to get health care she she could not get health care for herself she got she basically is now homeless and uh, she's living with friends but uh, she was also uh, being uh, treated by a therapist who eventually also made advances at her and did not pay her. And so that is, that's the reality for a lot of them, by the way. This is not just a one case. There are a lot of victims who are being rescued and find their way back into society. And what happens is that they are treated like garbage. I'm sorry to say it that way, but the, the garbage yeah. that you take out of the street for the people, yeah. for the garbage men to pick up, they are treated that way because of what they've been through. So the people just, you know, people just feel like they can abuse them again or take advantage of them. And, and, uh, and yeah, and they're, they're like disposable, right? And yeah. so, um, we really, that's really what really hits home because she's a huge advocate and she wanted to go to school, uh, to be a healer, to be, uh, you know, a therapist for others because she understands this. And she got letters from the Chicago Tribune, from other amazing organizations. I can show you the letters and that she got it. And she wanted to just go to school and get a scholarship. And the school refused to give her a scholarship because of her past. And what oh she wanted gosh. to do. Uh. So we want to be, we want to help people like her to actually um, get the education they want to go to do what they want to do, what they're passionate about, without fighting so hard. Now she has wow. like tremendous amount of debt for medical. She has no job, no revenue. She's sleeping at a pl- at a friend's house. Thank God for her computer. Yeah. So that we can communicate. But this is reality for so many of these victims. Wow. That's stunning. And you're like you say, trash. And 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 I know we are all creatures. We're all created beings. We're all creatures of God. And God doesn't make trash. And man's right. inhumanity the man is well documented. And there's so many people that feel invisible. They feel that nobody cares. And then what happens, then they become helpless and hopeless. And then they fall right back into what they did before because that's the only way they ever had any value. You, you see that pattern, don't you? Yes, absolutely. It's repeatable. That's the yep. problem. Oh, that, that's... And, um, and so... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. I was going to say, and so you're actually, because of all this, and because people are out there looking for it, you're going to build a place, and you even told us it was so powerful, out in the middle, it's going to be in the Midwest somewhere, but you won't give a location or date, because you're dealing with people's security, because there are people still looking for them, it's so easy to fall right. back, because things get tough, so tell us a little bit about what you're planning on doing with the proceeds that you're raising. So, yes, I, oh, thank you so much because it's so important. So the first thing that we are building is if you if you if you look at it, it's a three uh, building community. Each time we're going to build one, that's called a center. 
Okay. And center uh, is, is it's a healing center, but the first building is about detoxing them. So you can't assess them unless they detox. And depending yeah. at what level they've been drugged, etc., it takes between three days to, to two weeks to just get them to detox, feel safe, feel you know, like they can just go back to some kind of normal state of mind so that we can assess them properly to what degree they have been uh, abused emotionally, physically, mentally. And so it's very important to assess them properly. So they have to be detoxed. Um, then we need to give them back what they lost as far as childhood. Think about when you were ch- when we were kids. We we yeah. learned to paint. We learned to to do music. We learned so we want to give the arts. You know, the arts is going to help them dream again, uh, yeah. feel good again. You know, the good feeling stuff, right? It's tactical. Yep. It's emotional. And yep. then they decide, and then we're going to ask them, okay, so what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Because uh. they never got that chance. So when you, when they say, oh, I want to be a teacher, I want to be a, a, a doctor, I want to be an actor, I want to be a singer, whatever that is, we're going to bring those people who are doing it to actually uh, give a talk about it. What does it take? How long does it take? How much work does it require? Blah, blah, blah. And so that way they can decide for themselves if that's the way they want to go and for sure they want to do it. And if they do, we'll pay for their education. We'll get them the education. We'll make sure that they get what they need to achieve their dreams. And they are not looking for much, as you can tell. I want to be a teacher. I mean, like, literally, we can put them through school for that, right? So. It is, uh, it, is, it is more than just, oh, I'm building a healing center, and then what, right? Yep. What do you do yep. with that next? So the goal is really to build entrepreneurs. We can give them the business sense of how to manage money, how to make money, how to you keep money, right? I mean, all of yep. these things that I think that even us, I don't know, I, my, in my family, I, I was not taught to keep money. I was taught to me spend neither. it. So it's not a very <laughs> yeah, good thing. <laughs> you know? And so... I had to make a lot of it in order to spend. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> had no choice. Um, That's so, right. um, but I live. I live very. I'm a, I'm a minimalist. I live very humbly. I only need. I only have what I need, and I don't buy anything that I don't need. Uh, I I don't only always buy what I want. I only buy what I need, and it's it's important to understand that because it humbles you, right? Um, when I lived in yeah. New York, I, I I served a soup kitchen uh, every Sunday for three hours. I served at a soup kitchen. About 1,200 meals were served to homeless people. And let me tell you, I mean, how humbling is that? When you see this yeah. and you see what you've got, you cannot be more grateful. And so I just yeah. want to give back. And if I can add one more thing, you know, a lot of people out there, there's a lot of organizations who are uh, nonprofit organizations and so on, or just foundations just like mine, um, who never had anything to do with human trafficking. They were under something else. And, yep. be- and human trafficking became like the new crypto conversation. So everybody was adding human trafficking to their genre on their website. Mm-hmm. And I became a real buy because some of them are just getting the donations but they're not using it here in america and and they're actually sending it overseas Mm -hmm. we have a huge problem here in the united states and that is really why i got into it because i said no enough hypocrisy we got to get to the core and we got to make a difference we're going to hard break here, Orly. We'll stay on. We're going to yeah. get you one more segment. Uh, we're talking with yeah. Orly Amore. Please come back. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. I am Black. We'll be right back. Uh-huh. 
Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. This is where we're living live like it matters. And my guest today is the epitome of this quote. This is one of my favorite quotes. We end our graduation with it, have done so for about 25 years. The woman's name is Marianne Williamson, and here's what she said. She says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve this world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. It's not just in some of us, but it's in each and every one of us. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And what better intro to, to our guest, uh, Orlea Moore. Orlea, uh, real quick again, would you please uh, plug uh, your foundation, remind the people how to donate, and remind them about your event coming up on Thursday in Dallas, please? Thank you so much. Um, so we are, a, you are my light foundation dot org. You are, we, I'm sorry, you are my light foundation dot org uh, is the, you can spell it all in one word. You are my light foundation dot org. And um, we are having our first uh, gala and fundraiser in Dallas. Uh, already 140 people are coming. Uh, there's more room. Uh, we'd love to get it to 300 people. Um, you can donate on the website directly. There's a donate button and there's a ticket purchase button if you'd like. Uh, one ticket for two people is, le- is less and, of course, a full table. Uh, you can sponsor a table or you can sponsor a ticket and we can give it to other people. Up to you. Um Amen. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, it's happening in da- the Anatole Hilton Hotel in Dallas, Texas, awesome. on Thursday, this Thursday, okay. uh, September 30th, between 6 p.m. and uh, 9.30 p.m. And a little bit I know about Orle, I just met her last week and I'm so impressed with her. I guarantee <laughs> you, uh, not only is your money going to go to a great cause, but you'll have a great evening. You'll have a great evening. She's got so much energy. You think Mr. Black has energy, people? Uh, she's got some incredible energy. And, man, she's a powerful woman, a powerful leader. And, you know, for this last segment, Orle, uh, there was something that touched me almost as much as the, the video you showed about your foundation. And that was uh, your love for a 
America. Uh, and matter of fact, this weekend, you know, Craig and Shelly, uh, you know, they put on the whole event. You know, they're from India. Uh, we had so many people uh, that were at that event that were from other countries, we had people from Haiti and all that. And just to hear the pride in being American. And, and something happened recently that put a tear in your eyes and had nothing to do with sef, uh, sex trafficking, had nothing to do with organ harvesting. Why don't you tell our listeners what happened recently for you? No, that's very sweet. So um, since the age of 14, I've always wanted to be an American citizen. And I've been living in the United States for the past 20 years. And it took so long to get to the point of getting my citizenship. So on the 15th of July, I did get my citizenship. And I couldn't be prouder to be an American citizen. I don't think anybody is prouder or more happy than I am right now. I'm over the moon. People want cars, boats, houses, money. I don't want. I didn't want any of that. I just wanted to be an American citizen, and I wanted to get my American passport, which I just got too last <laughs> week, actually. And oh, so, um, my 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 pride in this country is telling people that one, they should travel the world before they they come back here, and then they'll have more appreciation for America. Number one, I mean, what country doesn't have problems? But and Man. it's not about politics. It has just about yep. you know problems of a country is a problem of a country, and yep. every country has problems. But no country compares to the United States of America. I grew up in Montreal, Canada. I come I, I was born in another country. I mean like literally I'm a mutt, right? I mean I am such a combination <laughs> of countries, right? But I would give it all up for being an American and I did. Um, oh, but what so cool. really, really, really uh, touched me is that I had to practice the pre- Pledge of Allegiance and then I get to my ceremony of swear in and they don't do that anymore. They wow. give it to you on a piece of paper, but they don't get you to do the, um, the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Wow. And that's why that morning I said to everyone, can you please join me in doing an allegiance to the flag? Because I practiced it and I want to be in front of the flag. Doing. <laughs> so, I mean, and I don't think people understood the magnitude of the, what it meant for me. And that's why I was getting theory died as well. Because, yeah. um, and not long ago, uh, Dr. Black, is that I had to be with a friend of mine in um, Asheville, North Carolina. And we went to a bar where a veteran, of, a 98-year-old veteran, was being honored for his birthday or whatever. And there were other veterans there. And the, the live band sang God Bless the USA. And it's one of my favorite songs, right? So the chorus, everybody sang it together in harmony. And my, my friend and I, we were crying because it means so much to us to be a patriot of the United States of America. And so I promised her that at my swearing, I will sing it in front of everybody, just that chorus. And I did. And we got it on, on video. And so I sang it for you guys a cappella at the event. Oh, you I do did sing. Incredible. I'm not a bad singer. No, you're not. Absolutely not. And, you know, it was so stunning because here we are at this really high end event. And, you know, for now for about five, six years, we've been slapped around. You shouldn't be proud of being an American. Stop that. They just kicked Lee Greenwood off the Arts Commission because he's so patriotic. And and, and then it was so weird because here we got, you know, Craig and, and Shelly. They're from India. And all weekend long, they, they supported the military. They raised money for our troops. They were always talking about how proud 
proud they are in America. And, and Craig a couple times had to apologize because he went off on his little tangents about how proud he is to be American and how the greatest country. And it was so dichotomous, Orly. We're taught that brown people are victims and white people are evil and you should have no nationalism. And it was such a, whoa, it was so impressive to me. And then all of a sudden we're at this big event where people are a hundred millionaires. People can buy and sell me a thousand times and they go, uh, let's all stand up to the a Pledge of Allegiance. I'm looking around like, is this a joke? Are they being farcical? Are they being, and like we got up and we actually did the Pledge of Allegiance. I can't remember the last time, honestly, and I've been American all my life. I'm 55 years old, Orly. I cannot remember the last time. Uh, that is a group of people. They stood uh, and did the Pledge of Allegiance. And, and wow. it was so, so powerful. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what is the greatest thing? When you when you wanted to become America, just give me one re- What was the biggest drive? What, what was your image of America? What did it mean by becoming an American? When I was 14 years old, I, was, I, I ran away from home. And I, and I lived in New Jersey, and I worked as a waitress. And uh, I had I had to get working papers. It was very cute how I did that. Everybody was fun. And what I loved every morning when I walked to work, people were saying good morning to me. I never saw that in my whole life. Nowhere in the world. And uh, and I've traveled the world. I've been to 27 countries, 18 states, and it's always a pleasure to be in America when you walk down the street and somebody says good morning. Even if they don't know you, a complete stranger. In other countries, believe it or not, you can die in your apartment, and until the stench of your dead body comes out to the corridor, people don't open the door. Where, where I, where I see in the United States, people are neighborly, or sometimes too neighborly, but that's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's about uh, it's about this, you know, belonging. You know, I never felt more at home, more like I belong than when I, in, in the United States. And I, I've done everything. And you have no idea what I've been through to get to this point and to be an American citizen. It's been my long life tr- dream. And I, I can't even express how proud I am. And I'm getting choked up telling you this right uh, now. It's, it's just amazing. Amazing. Amen. That- uh, that's so cool. So I'm so proud of you and so proud to know you uh, and proud of how proud you are of America. And it just it just really wrapped the whole thing, your whole image in just such a beautiful bow for me. And uh, uh, real qu- quick again, it's a uh, share. Uh, you are my light foundation dot org. You are my light foundation dot org. Please. I don't care what you got. Donate. Do it on behalf of me. If you were going to send me money, send it to Orly. She is doing such great work. Thursday, September 30th in Dallas. Please reach out to Orly. Be a part. If you can't be there, at least donate. Uh, and I don't know if it's possible, but when we go out, I'd love to go out with uh, uh, Proud to Be an American by Lee Greenwood. Orly, thank you so much. Uh, God bless you, and please let me know. Whatever I can do to help out, I'm here, okay? Just call on me, okay? I appreciate you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you, Very too. Grateful. I am Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. This is where we're living life. Like it matters. Today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Free, 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 free. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. 
please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters. Music.